What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 146 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by star of the porn parody, Ryder Can Across the Spider-Verse, <laughs> where he played the lead role of Miles More Gallas. <laughs> It's the it's phenomenal AJ Singh. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> a bit of a failure, but I try. Uh, well, if you couldn't have guessed, this is going to be our review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And I know what you're thinking. I've already watched Spider-Man Across the <laughs> Spider-Verse. Or I've already watched a review, but not our review. Because AJ, we're not just going to give that surface level review. We're going to do a deep dive. That's right. We'll we're, go over all of it. Yeah, we're going to do a scene-by-scene analysis as they say yeah uh but before we do let's get the basics out of the way so this movie's coming in at a whopping 96 percent on rotten tomatoes which doesn't doesn't surprise me and it features the voice talents of shameek moore as miles morales Haley steinfeld as gwen stacy oscar isaac as miguel o'hara jake johnson as peter b parker Issa ray as jessica drew uh, Daniel Kaluuya as Hobie Brown, uh, Jason Schwartzman as The Spot, Brian Tyree Henry as Jefferson Davis, Luna Lauren Velez as Rio Morales, uh, Greta Lee as Lila, and Rachel Dratch as principal, as the principal. I knew that was her. I, I uh, she does have her. a distinct voice. Yeah, yeah I definitely uh, recognize her. The one that was bugging me was the spot, because I, I was like, I know I know his voice. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure who that was, but I definitely recognized him. Yeah, until I saw the credits, I was like, oh, okay, him. I was like, okay. Um, before we get into spoilers, just uh, though, AJ, what do you think of this this movie? Just general thoughts. Look, uh, I went into it dragging my feet. I, I saw a little bit of the first one. I wasn't really too into it. Maybe I just didn't give it a chance. Um, oh, I didn't realize you weren't a fan of the first one. Or didn't. I, I didn't even see the whole thing. Oh, so really? There was a I, lot I didn't. That I learned in this movie about that movie. Okay, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was dragging my feet. It was two hours and 20 minutes is what it said. And I was like, oh boy, that's going to be a long one. It flies by. Yeah, it flew by. I was uh, pleasantly surprised and I'm glad I watched it. So it was it was definitely worth it. Yeah, it's funny the time thing because I was thinking the same thing. Well, I you know I liked the first movie, but like I was I was thinking the same thing. Like man, two twenty for an animated film that seems long. And then but when it was over, I was like, oh, it's over already. Yeah. I was like shocked. Uh, yeah, my general thoughts are I really liked the movie uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I did want to get a, a few criticisms though. Uh, one is I think the. I mean, the animation style is is ridiculous. It's it's um, it's you know amazing, just like Spider Man. Um, but if I had one criticism, I think maybe it's too busy at times. Yeah. To the point where there's just like it's almost an overload of what's going on. Yeah, that's what I felt about the first one. I I felt like it's almost seizure inducing. Like it's just so much. It was hard to like compute what's going on on the screen. And I mean, I, I guess some people would argue, you know, that that that's good for like repeat repeat viewings you'll pick up stuff maybe you didn't the first time but then i'm thinking well you know there's some of those scenes like um god i don't want to of course get into spoilers but even from the trailers you can see there's that scene where there's just like a million spider-men all together yeah that looks so cluttered i was like how am i gonna watch this movie (laughs) well and not only that clutteredness but there's there's like um 
you know, just like in the first movie, there, there's scenes where, like, you know, captions will come up, like, kind of explaining something that's on screen, like a comic book caption, which is a cool thing. Mm -hmm. But I remember one scene in particular with all the Spider-Men where it did that, where it's just, like, gives facts about, like, you know, Spider-Men that are in the background. And I'm thinking, like, even if you watch this a million times, like, you would actually have to pause the movie yeah. to read all of those. So right. uh, I would argue that it's maybe a little uh, busy at times. Uh, one thing I do like is, you know... As a comic book fan, you always hope that these comic book movies like will inspire more people to actually read the comics. Right. And I don't think that's the case like most of the time. But what I will say is I, I'm curious about this movie because um, I did like the homage they pay to actual real comics. And there's several moments during the film where they they show like real covers of real comics. Right. They're like, oh, you can like directly see what inspired mm -hmm. this you know, section of the movie and stuff like that. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. You see a lot of comic book covers of, of real comics. Okay. Um, and then my only other real criticism is I think um, there, there's spots. This usually happens when characters are moving and they're bantering back and forth. I think there's a few scenes like that where the dialogue's a little hard to hear. Mm -hmm. um, especially I noticed it with... Um, uh, the the Hobie Brown punk rock Spider Man character. Okay, yeah. uh, there was a few of his lines where I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what he said there. Maybe it was the accent. Maybe it was the franticness of yeah. them moving around in in the action too. Um, and then also like, I do feel like there's a few because so much happens in the film and because like some of these characters really gotta like get their backstory out there. There there's just some heavy expositional. Dialogues as certain points where characters are just like giving you a lot of lowdown in in yeah for me it was helpful just because I hadn't seen the first one completely so I was like yeah that's that true works. if you haven't seen the first one they they do a pretty good job of catching you up and yeah. so so in that aspect it helps um, I, I've started doing this uh, I I think I know what your answer will be well maybe not is if if we were just doing like not not a specific grade right now but like um, should you not see this? Should you wait for streaming? Should you see it in theaters? What would you say? I'd say see it in theaters. Oh, me, me too, yeah. yeah. Definitely see it in theaters. I think with so much going on, you kind of should see it on a big screen. I think so too, yeah. I think this it, it's one of those movies that does justify yeah. the big screen experience. One other thing, I'll, last thing I'll say in, in non-spoilers is, well, I don't think this is a spoiler because they announced when they announced um, across uh, the Spider-Verse, they announced that it was going to be a two-part story with... Across the Spider Verse and then beyond the Spider Verse. See, I didn't know that going. Into oh, you this. didn't. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should wait for uh, spoiler talk then <laughs> for that criticism. Uh, but yeah, this. I mean, it, it's it's a great movie. I highly recommend seeing it yeah. in theaters. With that out of the way, should we get to the fun part, AJ? Should we get to spoilers? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, I saw the movie a couple days ago, and you just saw it today. So so hopefully you'll be able to fill in any gaps I I might <laughs> have here. Uh, so we open on Earth-65, which is the Earth of Spider-Gwen. Mm. Uh, she's uh, playing drums in her band, which I don't know if they specifically said it in here, but in the comics, the band's name is the MJs, I believe, because the oh, lead yeah. singer is... Um, they said the, it on her drums. Oh, did it? Okay. On her big drum. Yeah. Okay. I figured it probably did, but then I, I couldn't remember exactly. Mm. But yeah, um, MJ is like the lead singer of of her band, or her Earth's MJ, apparently. Mm. 
Um, and we, we get from her, uh, she basically gives a recap of the first movie. So yeah. anyone who hasn't seen the first movie, you don't get everything, but, uh, she does a pretty good job of recapping what happened with Miles and everything. And we can see that, um, she, she thinks about Miles quite a bit yeah. as she's like walking through the subway and stuff. You kind of see his face, uh, on the, in the background and stuff like that. Um, and so then we find out, um, that in her world, uh, she's friends with P- uh, Peter Parker, uh, but he's getting bullied at school. So what he does is he ends up taking the you know lizard formula that Kurt Connors takes in mm-hmm. regular continuity, basically just to um, be able to like you know protect himself from his bully. Um, so Gwen ends up going to her prom, uh, but lizard or Peter shows up all like hulked out in lizard yeah. form, going after the bully. And, like, as she's trying to stop him, like, basically, like, a big, like, um, you know, uh, metal, like, trellis or something it falls on him, falls on him and yeah. it ends up uh, killing him. She, of course, doesn't mean to do that. Uh, but, of course, <laughs> like, what happens in a lot of comic books, uh, Gwen's father, who is the uh, in the police, shows up uh, just as, like, Gwen in her Spider Woman costume is holding Peter's dead body, and he immediately assumes, "Oh, she must have done it. Yeah. She killed him." Uh, so he dedicates his good police work, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he dedicates himself to uh, stopping Spider Woman. Um, Gwen has an uneasy conversation with her dad because he's like, you know, telling her, you know. I'm close. I'm gonna catch this Spider Woman, and she's like, "It's not gonna bring back Peter," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when all of a sudden they're interrupted by the police radio and they find out that there's a problem at the Guggenheim Museum. There's a villain there. Mm-hmm. So Gwen's dad goes and he's sure that Spider-Woman's going to show up on the scene. And really, uh, like, maybe that should have gave her pause of like, oh, maybe I'll skip out on right. this one. But no, yeah. she she decides to go. She, <laughs> so she uh, puts on her costume. Um, uh, so Gwen's dad shows up to the, the scene because he believes Spider-Woman's going to be there. And Gwen, like, immediately subdues him and his fellow officers with, like, webs. Yeah, webs them up. Um, So she goes in the museum, uh, and she's attacked by a glitching out alternate version of the vulture. This one I had a problem with. (laughs) The guy was made out of wood or something. Like, they couldn't take him down immediately. She couldn't take him down, like, by herself. It's a... Well, yeah, I... It, it was a very weird art style because she even says like something about oh this is a guy comes from some sort of weird Leonardo da Vinci yeah, like Renaissance Renaissance era. era yeah and he's like he basically agrees with that <laughs> and yeah I don't know if he's made out of wood or just because he's like drawn like that kind of drawing maybe he looks like it but he ends up being a pretty formidable yeah. opponent um, but yeah it was definitely a unique style like this Renaissance period like. It clearly is like a mishmash of like different technologies or something because he had like technology that they were surprised he had, you know, because he had this like unlimited space and in his suit and stuff like weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, because if I remember right, he ends up having like rockets and stuff too. They call it hammer space or something. They might have. Yeah, he definitely has like a lot of technology. So like, (laughs) I don't know exactly understand the (laughs) the era he's from. Uh, anyway, so she ends up fighting him. I don't remember like every beat of action here, but I think he eventually kind of gets the upper hand because uh, Spider-Man 2099 ends up showing up to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a conversation where she points out like the thing on his wrist, the uh, notes that oh that must uh, you know 
she recognizes immediately that it's what brought him there and, yeah. and probably, you know, is powerful or whatever. Um, eventually, Spider-Man 2099 gets into enough trouble that he calls uh, some backup in the form of another Spider-Woman, uh, Jessica Drew. Uh, this version of Jessica Drew in this universe is um, African-American. Uh, she rides a motorcycle, and she's pregnant. Which, part of me is like, is she irresponsible for fighting crime when she's pregnant? I mean... That seems like a way to get a miscarriage. I thought that at first, but then I saw the rest of the movie, and I was like, a, a lot of people are irresponsible. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, like, I never read the run, but I know there is a, a run in the comics where Spider-Woman is, like, pregnant, and I oh, assume, shit. like, fighting crime, but I never read it, so... Okay. Um, I mean, you gotta be really agile <laughs> to, like, move around. Like <laughs> I know. Well, I guess that's where the motorcycle comes in. Yeah. <laughs> um... So at one point, like, uh, that vulture, um, like, hits a helicopter and it starts going down. So a 2099 uh, is fighting with him. Gwen saves the helicopter. Um, so after she, like, you know, saves the helicopter, Gwen's father shows up uh, again, uh, pulls a gun, on, uh, a gun on her. And so she ends up finally, you know, unmasking and... and, and uh, to him and he he surprised me with his reaction <laughs> yeah so he's a cop through and through and he decides yeah. she he he's gonna place her under arrest yeah uh, father of the year <laughs> <laughs> oh one thing i forgot to set up is that at one point while they're all fighting like um uh jessica drew tells 2099 like you know she would be a ass that we should like get her to help our cause yeah. and at first he's like Stan, he doesn't want to do that, really. So. And like, uh, I think they 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 had walked in and seen like the altercation or the situation with her father and her, and then they were like more swayed to allow her in that situation. That's when she was making that argument. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah, you're. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, it's like um, they basically show up on the scene and and uh, see what's going on. So yeah, so twenty ninety nine is like, oh, okay, we'll help, and they end up giving her a bracelet, and she goes through the portal with them. Um, okay, so now we're over to Miles's Earth, which I don't remember the exact number. It's like a thousand sixty one or something. Yeah, I'm it's not a thousand sure. something. I don't remember <laughs> exactly. Um, he ends up in a bodega, getting in a fight with a, a seemingly low level villain, uh, the Spot. Um, who who is trying to steal an ATM from that bodega? I did not know the spot would be a, a prominent character in this movie. Like I I I thought he was just gonna be like a you know a little side thing. I did too because if you watch the trailer, like he's in there and you 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 think like yeah he's probably gonna be in it for once this yeah. one scene at the beginning yeah. So I did I didn't know either that he was gonna play as prominent a role as he ended up uh, playing. Um. So as they fight, Miles is getting text from his dad because uh, he's late to a parent. Uh, well, I put teacher parent conference. I guess really it's the principal yeah. meeting with the parents, trying to help him get into like a Princeton. Like yeah, that. yeah. Um, so Miles eventually webs up the spot um, through like all of his portals or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and he goes to the meeting. Uh, so yeah, you're exactly right. Miles tells his parents that he wants to go to Princeton in, in New Jersey to learn about multi-dimensional science. Uh, his mom doesn't want me to go so far away. I was surprised by that reaction to uh, New Jersey to New York, like Princeton. What schools are in Brooklyn that compared to Princeton? <laughs> yeah, probably none, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but that's a, a kind of a thing in this movie with like his relationship with his mom it's is like tight. she yeah, yeah. Re- very tight. She doesn't want to let him go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so out the window, like uh, Miles notices that the spot got loose, so he leaves. And then his dad also at the same time gets a call on his police radio that this you know the spot is uh, escaped or whatever. So he leaves. Uh, the principal tells Rio that Miles has been lying to her. Uh, Spider-Man and Miles's dad chase the spot uh, to a construction site, and here we find out that the spot is actually the scientist that created this the spider that ended up uh, biting Miles and turning him into Spider-Man in the first place, and. Um, we find out also that when Miles destroyed the portal device at the end of the first movie, that somehow led to cr- the creation mm. of the spot. Also, um, uh, I don't know if if you saw this part in the first movie, but th- there was this kind of throwaway gag where like he threw a bag a bagel at this scientist and like hits his head, and you actually see the word bagel, like <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, that's, uh, he apparently it was that scientist, so they oh, okay. kind of cleverly did this callback. Um, the spot accidentally kicks himself, um, like in the ass or something, causing him to go through one of his portals and he disappears. Uh, so now Spider-Man, uh, you know, Miles dressed as Spider-Man has a conversation, uh, with his dad and basically Miles just encourages his dad or, you know, he tells him, you know, maybe you should let your son like spread his wings and fly, you know, Mm -hmm. basically like kind of lay off of him a little bit. Um, okay. So now we get a scene where the spot now is in like this like in between dimension where he's surrounded by you know various uh you know of his spot portals yeah he uh, he claims that he's inside himself yeah i was wondering exactly how his uh, powers work but yeah somehow he gets inside of himself yeah. um so he starts going through these portals and what he discovers is that each one like goes to a different universe so uh we we see one that's like uh, kind of like has like an old school like comic book feel like it almost seems like like you know a 19 like 40s comic or something you can see all like the dots and something mm-hmm. i think like an old woman like hits him with a purse or something mm-hmm. and then uh, uh he dips into lego uh, uh spider-man oh, right. world yeah. and then this one i'm not sure of is he, he dips into like this um i think it might be connected to the venom movies which i've never seen he like goes into this like live action like convenience store with this Asian cashier. Yeah, it was San Francisco. I definitely thought that was a Venom callback. I that's what I was thinking. I'd never seen I still haven't seen either of those movies, but I thought there was like, you know, yeah. some sort of like cuz that lady like I guess she she was that they always show the the commercials for Venom and that lady's always like in those commercials. I feel like I don't know if it's that exactly. I thought it was. That's what made me think of it too is I yeah. saw a trailer for one of the Venoms. And yeah. I, I thought that yeah. lady was in there. Because she's like a convenience store owner. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so eventually the spot goes back to the construction site, but all of his spots are gone. And um, I forget exactly what he says, but basically he, he he's going to devise a plan to become more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get a scene where uh, back in the Lego world, uh, Lego Peter, Peter uh, reports the spot's activity to Spider-Man 2099. And they also, oh, I should mention that um, both in Lego World and in other worlds, we get uh, J.K. Simmons's voice as oh, okay, J. Jonah Jameson again. Huh. Um, so now Miles' parents are having a rooftop party to celebrate Miles' dad's uh, promotion to police captain. Uh, Miles is at the cake store buying some cakes for the party, and like he's having the woman like put like 
a ridiculous amount of words on yeah. the cake. Uh, so he ends up getting having to get two cakes because it won't all fit on one. Uh, but he ends up being late to the party because he, he just, like, everywhere he goes, he gets held up trying to, like, stop, you know, different criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Miles finally shows up, uh, the cakes are destroyed, and he ends up getting in a fight with his parents who end up grounding him. Um, so as Miles lies in beds, uh, things begin to float in the air. Uh, because Gwen is uh, entering his r- room uh, through a portal. Now, it's been a minute since I watched the first um, Spider-Verse movie, but I think the very end of that movie basically is kind of this scene where, like, Miles is in bed and, and Gwen, like, says something like, would you like to get out of here? But, like, oh, yeah. we didn't have any context for it in, you know, the I end of that I've movie. I've seen clips of that or yeah. something. Um, so we get kind of a cute scene where, where like first like Gwen like takes out one of his like uh, action figures like out of the package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that girl does not listen. He's like, uh, that's a uh, mint condition, you know. <laughs> and um, also like it set this up early somewhere along the way. Like we see that he's been obsessed with her as well, and he he's an artist, so he's been drawing a lot yeah. of pictures of her. So she finds his drawing book and sees that you know he's been, you know he's into her and he's been drawing her picture. Mm. Um, so she convinces him, even though he's grounded, to go swinging uh, with her as you know, Spider-Man and Sp- Spider-Woman. Uh, his parents discover he's missing and say that now he's grounded uh, for more months. Um, at one point while they're swinging, oh, <laughs> there was one funny scene I remember here where they're swinging. They like swing past a train and like Miles notices like there's a kid just like licking the window. Oh, right. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> he's like, don't do that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was funny. Um, at one point, Miles like loses track of Gwen when they're swinging. He's like, "Where'd she go?" And we find out she actually planted a device uh, to spy on the spot, like it's viewing the spot's apartment, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so eventually, um, they go to this building. I forget what it's called. It's like a New York uh, landmark or something. They go to this building. And they have a conversation uh, sitting upside down. And I'm like, okay, I get that they can do that. But wouldn't they be uncomfortable as hell? Like all the blood like rushing to your head. That's what I would think. I, I, it's a cool visual, but part of me is like, shouldn't her face be like really red right now? <laughs> um, Miles gets kind of jealous when Gwen mentions that she's uh, been having adventures with this guy named Hobie. Um and Gwen mentions that, uh, I think she says something like, Gwen falls for Spider-Man in almost every universe, and it rarely ends well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she's also, like, been telling him, you know, kind of about Spider-Man 2099 and, like, her adventures, like, going through the, the multiverse or whatever. Mm-hmm. She does kind of, like, uh, I don't know if this happens yet, but, you know, he he's interested in this whole organization she's part of and she's like deterring him from trying to you know be interested in that right join yeah um let's see so now miles and i thought this was a bit daring on on his end since he just got in big trouble and was grounded he he ends up bringing gwen to the rooftop party uh, (laughs) and they're like you know eating or whatever And, and he's like he, he he looks at her bracelet and is messing with him, and she's like, don't do that, or whatever, and she takes it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get interrupted by Miles' parents, which causes Gwen to leave. And then uh, Miles has, like, a heartfelt conversation with his mom. And I forget exactly what their whole conversation was about, but at the end, she basically says, you're still grounded, but go after the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Miles ends up catching up to Gwen, 
And when he does, um, she's sneaking into the, the, the Spots apartment building, which now has a, a big hole blown in the side of it, and it's surrounded by cops. Uh, so Miles turns invisible um, because that's one of his powers. Oh, I should also say there was a scene somewhere along the way where we find out that between the first movie and this movie, uh, Miles has discovered what I believe in the comics they call his um, Venom sting, which is where he can um, – uh, he's got like an electric yeah, yeah. you know, sting that he can send out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can also turn invisible, so that's what he does here. And he follows Gwen into this building. Um so Gwen uses the device she planted earlier uh, to view what the spot did. And the spot basically made a small version of the, the portal device from the first movie. And he ends up creating like a small uh, portal that he escapes through. Uh, Gwen is then contacted by uh, Jessica Drew, who is upset that she saw Miles. Like apparently, you know, um, she told Gwen that she shouldn't have seen Miles, mm-hmm. but she did anyway. Uh, so she says um, she'll never see him again, which, of course, Miles is, like, you know, watching her say this. So he's kind of a, a, a probably upset. Um, so Jess and uh, 2099's um, AI, which was, I think, set up a little bit in the scene where they fought the vulture. Uh, but the, uh, his AI's name is Lila. Um, they try to attract the spot, and they can see he's, like, really fast moving from dimension oh, yeah. to dimension to dimension. Um, eventually they get a lock on where he is. Uh, so Gwen goes through a portal to capture him. And before the portal closes, uh, Miles jumps through, which that portal stays open for a bit. Right. Yeah. To the point I'm thinking like, that seems like a, you know, something that should be closed faster, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could definitely have people follow you. <laughs> yeah. That's what keeps happening. Like for, for safety reasons, I think that should close a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. Two for two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Gwen and Miles end up in uh, Moombatten, uh, a world where uh, I said a world where India apparently won a world war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that like a com- combination of Manhattan and Mumbai? Is that yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so the the spot, um, like Gwen is is following the spot, and Miles is following behind. Uh, but the spot ends up actually uh, hitting Gwen because, like, um, she's basically shocked when she finds out Miles followed her, and it mm-hmm. kind of throws her off her game. Uh, and then uh, Indian Spider-Man, I don't remember his, uh, like, real name, mm-hmm. but he shows up to help, and the three of them uh, end up chasing the spot to a laboratory, uh, which contains a portal device, um, like the one from the first movie, like the oh, large-scale okay. uh, portal device. Uh, the spot goes for the device, and he ends up throwing up a force field to stop them. Uh, so this is where Miles' venom uh, sting comes in. He puts his hands on the force field and ends up you know, using his sting to weaken the force field. And then out of nowhere, this is where um, Hobie Brown shows up, and uh, he br- ends up uh, breaking through the force field with his guitar. What did you think of Spider-Punk? Uh, at, f- at first, I thought he was kind of like... <sighs> A little too much, you know. <laughs> Me too, to be honest. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, th- I, I think he might still be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they he becomes less and less of a main character throughout the movie. I feel right. Like. So like, then you calm down with that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he, his character was. I, I think you're right. Like a, a bit much, maybe. <laughs> um, 
Um, the spot gets to the device, and I forget exactly what happens here, but I think he basically is able to turn it on and become, you know, more powerful. He, he basically, we, we, that's one thing in this movie, we don't really fully get a glimpse of what his powers become, but we can sense he gets a lot more powerful and maybe even becomes godlike. Yeah. Also, did he become more malicious from that point on? Because up until then, he wasn't killing anybody. He was just moving people around. It certainly seemed that way because he's like this low-level guy at first. It's, you know, just after the the money because, like, he lost his job and all that. Um, You get the sense that, like, he he doesn't like them, like, uh, making fun of him and calling him, like, a a lesser villain and stuff. But you're right. I think after he gets this power, he does seem to take even more of a heel turn where he becomes a little more evil. Yeah, because at that point, he's, like, causing mass, large-scale, like, destructions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so at, right after this happens, uh, Miles has a vision, uh, which includes, um, an Indian police chief that we briefly saw earlier when, uh, Indian Spider-Man was given his backstory. Uh, and he also sees a vision of his own father dying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like interchangeable. Like the fact that they're both police chiefs, like is what ties them together. I think. Right. You know, one thing I was thinking though, this is kind of convenient because if he doesn't get this vision and nobody else gets this vision really the rest of the movie doesn't happen in the same way mm-hmm. so i get why they did it but it is kind of convenient mm-hmm. that he would get that vision yeah um but i mean maybe maybe it's tied to his spidey sense like i don't know could be yeah you could maybe say that uh so this building um they're in uh kind of explodes and it starts falling down uh and threatens the people below uh so they all band together to save everyone get them out of the way of the falling building um eventually um they save everybody except for that indian police chief and like a little girl uh when miles goes to save uh the the police chief like gwen tries to stop him and like her reasoning at that point is like saying it's too dangerous for you to go there you might get killed or whatever mm. uh but he does it anyway and the and he ends up succeeding he he saves uh the the little girl and the indian police chief and i forget exactly what it says but basically um on her wristing or whatever it says something like canon canon event disrupted right and uh, so we'll find out a bit more about that in a little bit. Um, so now a group of um, various Spider-Men, uh, Spider-Agents uh, that work for this um, 2099 and his group show up. And they kind of like set up this like mysterious device um, that shoots out all these lasers. At this point, we're not exactly sure what it does, but they'll explain it here in a little bit. Mm. Uh, so now Gwen brings Miles to Spider HQ uh, to meet Spider-Man 2099. Uh, Miles, because he's not in his own universe, is uh, glitching in and out. Um, so Jess gives him a bracelet. Uh, like a day n- pass is what they call it. Yeah, it's it's not like Gwen's bracelet. It's like a smaller one that's just meant to stop him from glitching out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this here is where we get like... This is one of the scenes I was referencing when we were doing non-spoilers. It's just like a million Spider-Men, and there's like the different captions coming up, like telling you about them. But I'm like, there's so many of them that like you, you would have to like be able to pause it yeah. to read them all. I remember like there is like the Spider Buddy buggy that's called the Peter oh, Park Peter Car. Park Car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they also um, um, 
go by a bunch of uh, villains who have been captured. These are all... Oh, they mentioned at one point that basically when Miles, like, um, blew up the portal at the end of the first movie, like, a bunch of villains ended up in universes that weren't their own. So now they're they're basically correcting that. So they have a bunch of those villains, like, locked up here. And one of them includes Donald Glover as, yeah. as Aaron Davis, the Prowler. I know that a lot of people were calling for uh, Glover to be Miles Morales in, like, the live-action version or something. Yeah, the only problem is at that point, I think he was already like a little too old to do it. Yeah, okay, but that was a that was a fun little you know shout out. Well, yeah, because uh, in in Spider Man Homecoming, I think it was, you know, he was in it just as Aaron Davis. Okay, and he referenced that he had like a nephew or whatever. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Um, but here we actually get to see him in the Prowler get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Miles meets um, another Spider Girl. I. I don't remember what her name was, uh, but basically she's there virtually. So like she's at home oh, right. and her avatar is, is like physical. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like that character's name? I don't. I was like, is it like spider wild or something? I don't know, but I, I'll just, uh, she's a spider girl of some sort. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote that um, she seemingly likes Miles. We kind of get that sense, that I think. I I see I didn't pick up on that. Okay, that maybe makes I'm more wrong. Sense. Maybe I'm wrong. I th- I I mean it was really quick, but I, I I got the sense that like you know maybe she liked Miles. Okay. Uh, so now twenty ninety nine starts yelling at Miles um, about um, what he did, uh, but he's interrupted by Peter B. Parker uh, from the first movie. Um, who, I like his character. I like yeah. his character. I didn't know. I I don't know. I didn't even see the first one enough to really get to know that character. He's in the first movie a lot more. Like okay. he plays a, a a much bigger part. Okay. But yeah, he's entertaining. And and now in this movie, he has a, a baby with his universe's uh, Mary Jane, yeah. and uh, she also has spider powers. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? So now we got Jessica Drew pregnant fighting crime. He fights crime with, <laughs> with his a baby, baby until like, like they are irresponsible right. babies. <laughs> Straight up. Um, so 2099 reveals uh, to Miles that um, across the Spider-Verse there are certain like terrible canon events that must be allowed to happen or a bunch of innocent lives will be lost. So in a lot of these universes, they include the death of Uncle Ben. Uh, for many Peter Parkers, and uh, the death of Captain Stacy and various other police captains, mm-hmm. uh, including Miles's father. And in this, um, we see, they show like you know representation. So we get like this whole line of like you can see Peter Parkers with different Uncle Bens, and they they do put in the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. You can see them their scenes with you know dead Uncle Ben. Um, so twenty ninety nine, I think. Um, I got this basically right, but I was maybe a little confused. So 2099, he knows what will happen because apparently at one point he was like able, he was looking through the multiverse and he saw this multiverse where um, like that universe's version of him died, Mm -hmm. but he had like a family that he loved. Mm -hmm. So he went and like took the place of that dead guy. Um, now, did that in and of itself disrupt the canon of that universe then because he replaced the dead person? I don't know exactly what happened there. Like, I mean, yeah, I thought it was like if somebody dies and they're supposed to die, then everything's okay. That's what I thought, too. And you would think that, like, yeah, even though he went to that universe, like, the person who was supposed to die 
died, which was him. Yeah. But I don't, maybe I missed something there, but it seemed like because he went to that universe and maybe he wasn't supposed to, like, uh, anyway, it, what happens is that, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense because their, their whole organization, their whole goal is to capture people who are going into the wrong dimension or universe and like bring them back to where they're supposed to be. So, I mean, it makes sense that that would be a, you know, a, a factor in causing these kinds of this destruction. I mean, I guess his character must have already known a lot about the multiverse just because he was able to even like find that one. And also, yeah. I assume he had to have a bracelet on or else he would have been glitching out in that right. universe. Um, but anyway, I think him being there um, uh, disrupted the canon of that universe uh, and basically causes that universe to die. Everybody in it, including like his new like daughter and family, end up dying. Um and so what we find out is that like mysterious like multi laser device they planted in um, Moon Moonbatten yeah. <laughs> um, or Mumbai Hatton or however you pronounce it. Mm. it, it's meant to basically save that universe since he disrupted the canon. Mm-hmm. And so you know maybe that'll work. Um, at some point, I think it was around this point in the movie, uh, it was revealed that the spider that bit Miles wasn't actually from his own universe. So. Uh, basically, he was never meant to be Spider-Man in the first place. That's what Miguel O'Hara says, but I don't know. I mean, like, all the right things happen, all the things that were supposed to happen happened to him, you know? He lost his uncle, He, his father became a police chief, you know? Like, this, all this stuff that's canon to Spider-Man is happening to him, so I don't know. I feel like Miguel O'Hara might have some, some more to tell, you know? I think he's leaving something out. Yeah, you could be right. Maybe in the Beyond the Spider Verse, they'll we'll find out he has like more secrets or yeah, something. For sure, I think he does. Um, but Miles is is uh, even though he finds this out, he's determined to save his dad. Um, you know, he thinks there's there's got to be a way to do it and not disrupt the canon or whatever. Uh, so twenty ninety nine traps him in this pod, but Miles then is used uh, able to use his Venom Sting uh, to escape. And so now the chase is on. All- there was a scene earlier where. Uh- uh, Hobie, 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 uh, teaches him to use his whole palm on like a, a surface to like use his stinger powers to like shut it down or whatever. And so when he's stuck in that little uh, force field or whatever, that's when he applies that knowledge and like uses his whole hand instead of just the tips of his fingers. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so now he's like being chased by like a billion spider people, <laughs> yeah. including like. T Rex, oh, um, right. uh, Spider Man, and like Gunslinger yeah. <laughs> with Horse Spider Man, nineteen like fifties cartoon Spider Man. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hobie, we get a, a quick scene with him where he's basically like, uh, "I'm out of here. I'm not cool <laughs> with this," and he leaves. Um, eventually, um, Peter B. Parker uh, gets Miles alone, and he says um, that Miles was his inspiration to have a kid of his own. Um, but unfortunately, 2099 is uh, able to track Peter's bracelet, so the chase is on again. Um, I know there's a scene where, like, Miles, like, um, is able to subdue uh, Jessica Drew. I think he, like, webs her to a bus or some sort of thing. Mm. Um, but anyway, they, they end up on this, like, I, I believe it, it's a train, but they say it's, like, going to the moon or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I should mention, this is on... Um, 2099's yeah. universe, so it's all futuristic and everything. Um, so, like, yeah, Miles and 2099 have a fight. Miles ends up using his uh, Venom Sting on 2099, which allows him to escape back to Spider HQ, which is now mostly empty. 
Now, did they mention earlier that Spider-Man 299 has vampire powers too or something? He's like part vampire. Or I don't think they ever okay. say that. Okay. Now, I actually completely missed that, but I, I was listening to some podcast where somebody mentioned that. And I was like, did he have vampire teeth? Uh, Mostly his eyes would turn red and his web was like a red... Uh, I don't know. I guess you could call it a web. It didn't really look like one, though. But uh, he seemed a little different. He had claws too, I think. So maybe that's a secret. Maybe he's a vampire. <laughs> um, so yeah, Miles uses his venom sting on him uh, to allow him to escape. Um, back to Spider HQ, which he now knows is mostly empty because most of Spider Men uh, followed him. Uh, but in the process, uh, twenty ninety nine does take Miles's um, bracelet off of him, so now he's kind of glitching out again. So when Miles gets back to the HQ, he turns invisible, uh, and he distracts that spider girl who's, like, in charge of the computers or whatever, um, and he gets in the device um, uh, that can take him back to his world. Now, how in the world he, like, was able to figure this out right. is beyond he, It me. was like an iPhone, so easy to just <laughs> figure everything out and go right in. I was like, this would take me out I know. of instructions. I know, and he just like, yep, <laughs> doop-a-doop-a-doop, figures it out. Uh, 2099 uh, shows up, uh, but not before Miles gets away. Uh, so now 2099 punishes Gwen uh, by sending her back to Earth and taking her bracelet um, she didn't really want to go back to her earth just because she knows, like, she d- didn't want to deal with the drama of her father, basically. Um, but because basically she got Miles in all this, um, 2099 punishes her and sends her back. Uh, so now Gwen goes back to her earth and, um, she meets her father in the, her apartment. Uh, her father says he quit the force. Um, uh, so I guess now was... He already, like, the police captain of their world? I believe so. Okay. But I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, she's like, oh, you're not the captain anymore? Oh, so somebody else is going to die. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, and her father ends up giving her a new bracelet, uh, which was given to him by Hobie. I guess Hobie went to her universe and was right. like, she'll be here and she'll need this. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder how that conversation went, but at the same time, it's like, I don't need to see more Hobie. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I like where his heart's at, but he's, he's, I don't need the Cockney accent. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, of all the Spider-Man in this movie, he's probably one of my less uh, yeah. favorite. Uh, so now, 2099, um, Jessica Drew, and uh, Scarlet Spider, who I believe is voiced by Andy Samberg, they show up on Miles' Earth to stop him. Um, and so Miles, uh, goes to his room and is confronted by his mother and Gwen also goes to Miles's room on the outside. Um, and they, they, they do a little misdirection here, uh, because Miles, uh, has a scene with his mom where he eventually confesses to his mom that he's Spider-Man, but she was like, she's like, who is Spider-Man, you know? She, yeah. And, and so we know that something's off. And Gwen wasn't – it kind of makes you think like Gwen was outside the window listening to their conversation. But really she's in a, uh, a different uh, universe. And she basically puts it together that, oh, Miles wasn't sent back to his his universe. He was sent back to the universe uh, that the spider that bit him was from. Yeah. Uh, because as we found out earlier, that, that spider uh, that bit him was 
from a different universe. So mm-hmm. they're in two different uh, universes. I think it was Earth 42. I remember that much. Yeah, I remember the spider has 42 on yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so in this universe, Rio, who is Miles' mother, it looks like are her and uh, his uncle Aaron like together, like as a couple? No, I think he just uh, she she needed money, so like he came over to like drop off some money for her. Okay, he takes care of them now. Now I'll get to it, but I have a real question about uh, something that I didn't think about until after I saw the movie. Um, so Miles is really happy to see his uncle Aaron, who of course is uh, is dead in his own universe. Um, so Aaron asks Miles if he's ready uh, to go, and Miles follows him outside. And like I forget their conversation here, but like uh, Aaron like tells him, so like, do you have the plan memorized? So, so we definitely get the sense that like they're gonna pull off some sort of crime or like something. some sort of like heist or something. Yeah. Um, at one point, like Aaron's in the lead, so he doesn't see it, but Miles glitches out and makes a noise, and Aaron's like. Are you okay? And I think he says, like, oh, I just got a cold or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that in this world, Miles' dad uh, was killed because there's a uh, kind of like a graffiti-like tribute to him. Yeah, and it makes sense that his mom was calling him crazy earlier, like you're talking crazy, because he was like, ask dad, you know, ask dad. I talked to him, blah, blah, blah. And so now you realize he was he's not there. Right. Uh, so now Miles is knocked out by a mysterious hooded figure. Uh, so now back on uh, Miles's real universe, uh, Gwen confronts Miles's parents, uh, who are worried about him. Uh, they ask if she knows where he is. Um, she says no, but she thinks she knows where to start. Um, so now, um, and th- these scenes, like I might have them in the wrong order because they kind of like are all happening at the same time. But uh, Miles wakes up chained to like a suspended block of wood. Uh, and Aaron um, is the one in the, the room. He tells Aaron that on his earth, Aaron was the prowler, but he knows he's good and he doesn't have to be the prowler. Uh, Aaron, like, he has, like, the big, like, prowler, like, metal gauntlet on there, and he, like, punches the block of wood, and a big chunk comes out of it. Uh, and he says, he's not the prowler. So now that mysterious figure from earlier is we, is revealed to also be in the room, like, you know, uh, kind of up above, and he comes down. And so he's revealed to be like a dark version of Miles, who on this earth is the Prowler. Mm. Okay, so this is where I have a, a question. I didn't think of this while I was watching the movie, but then I was like, wait a minute. So this Miles looks different um, from you know our version of mm. Miles that we're watching. He has a different hairstyle. And I believe he also speaks with a little thicker like of a Spanish accent. Yeah, he does. So my thing is, shouldn't of uh, his mother noticed right away that this wasn't her son <laughs> well she did say you changed your hair like she oh does she have a line like that yeah and then his uncle says that too i think i think they both mentioned his hair or something like okay like, maybe they covered their tracks but to me yeah once i saw the other miles i was like she should have known right away like this guy <laughs> he looks different he sounds different his like behavior obviously is different yeah so so a part of me was like are we gonna find out that the mother on that earth, earth like maybe tipped off Aaron that like there's a miles over here. That's not miles or, you know, I, I wasn't maybe. sure. Um, uh, we get a scene where Gwen defeats, uh, Scarlet spider, uh, and takes his bracelet. And then Gwen shows up at Peter B Parker's house, asking him for help. And I, then I wrote, um, 
we end the movie with several elements in play, elements brewing, including uh, Miles teasing um, the use of his venom sting because mm-hmm. he's in chains, but we kind of see his finger like maybe getting ready to sting. Uh, 2099 and uh, Jessica Drew are uh, looking for Miles in his universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spot is now in his new like god form. What and we're like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. And then we end. Uh, with Gwen assembling a crew that includes Peter, uh, Penny um, from the first movie. Uh, she's the one that has like the spider mech that oh, she gets okay. into. I see. Uh, spider Ham, Peter Porker. Oh, um, I didn't even notice him. How did I miss him? <laughs> I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was in there. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Noir. Um, that new spider girl, like I said, whatever her name is, the, the one that's like an avatar of herself. Mm-hmm. I believe Indian Spider-Man was there as well. Yeah, I think so. And possibly Hobie. I don't remember. I thought Hobie was back. I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise me. He yeah. definitely seemed to be on their team. Yeah. Um, and that's the movie. And then it says to be continued. Uh, we get the mid-credit sequence. It just says, you know, Miles will return in uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse. And then, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, no need to s- stick to the end. No, no end credits. They, they, you know, it, it's really Marvel's fault. They they teach us you yeah. got to wait till the end, and then when you don't get it, when you get a Sony like, movie, it's like okay, they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was one issue I had with the the last scene, but I can't push on it too hard because I don't know what exactly is happening. But um. I don't understand why that dark Miles Morales is so hard on him. Like, why he wants to tie him up and do anything to him at all. Like, I would just be like, where are you from? Oh, what happened? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you got to imagine they're going to explain it somewhere like, okay, this is what would happen if Miles' dad died and then he was more or less um, raised by his uncle who isn't as, you know, a stand-up guy as he is and so he becomes more corrupted and maybe he's more angry because his dad died i i mean i think you think he kind of hates the resents that version of himself that still has a father i think that's what they're kind of going with okay um although it wouldn't surprise me if like by the time the third movie's over if he like maybe becomes a good guy yeah i could see that like sees the error of his ways or something like that Mm mm-hmm um, but it it seems like when the third movie starts, he'll definitely be an antagonist to Miles. Yeah. Um, now, oh, the one thing I've thought about saying in non-spoilers, but I figured I, I'd wait here, is like, so I knew going in that this was going to be a two-part movie. Mm-hmm. And, and so I figured, you know, it's going to end on a cliffhanger. But I, I got to say, when this happened... And maybe it's because that 220 did go by so fast. Yeah. This felt abrupt to me. I was like, oh... That's that's where they're calling it. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, like, I, I'm you know they still did, did their job in that. Like, I'm I'm ready for more, you know. But like, I, I it did seem abrupt to me where I was like, oh, oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at the climax, really. Um, yeah, the two twenty went by so fast. I I was sitting there like kind of like surprised, you know, when that when it was said to be continued. I was like, oh wow, it's been two hours twenty minutes. I know already? it flies by. I was like, I, I can sit here for another. 40 minutes, you know, watch, see what happens. <laughs> I think it is because it, it moves so fast. It, it does keep you engaged the whole time. Yeah, yeah. There's no lulls, really. There's not really any lulls. I mean, there's a couple of the slower scenes at the beginning where he's yeah. talking with his family or whatever. But, like, this movie, it moves, man. Yeah. It keeps moving. And so you, you you never get bored. And there's also, just visually, there's always, 
visuals to keep yeah. your, your mind going. Little so pop-ups. So you don't really feel the 220. Right. It goes by so quickly. Yeah, it's really engaging. It almost though, reminded me of like um, uh, Dune Part 1, where like I knew, obviously, it was going to end you know at some point and like but when it ended i was like oh that's where we're ending okay yeah. i'm still in for part two but like i i didn't necessarily expect it to end right where it ended right you know? right you expect a little bit of closure just a little bit of like you know okay well like kind of a conclusion for the part one part you know like where you get some like re- like reveals as to like hey this is my big mission and this is what i'm gonna do and then like you know okay fine you know right like even though Infinity War ended on a cliffhanger, I was like, you know, okay, I, I got it. Now, yeah. This is the end of this, you know. I, yeah. w- I wasn't surprised when the, the credits came up. I was like, okay, yeah. okay, that was cool. And now we're we're in for a part two. With this one, though, like like I said, it was just like... In the heat of a moment. In the heat of the moment, moment, I was like, oh, okay, that's where they're cutting it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know if that's a fair criticism because, like, it is making me want to go back for part two, like yeah. our part three i guess really yeah um so it, it, it totally did its job i just wasn't expecting it when it happened yeah i mean i think with uh infinity war like you could watch it and be like you know i'm happy with that conclusion but with this you watch and you're like i gotta see what happens next <laughs> well i don't know infinity war was kind of a downer at the end i definitely did want to see like uh, <laughs> the resolution but yeah yeah but i mean at, at the same time it's like infinity war it was I, I appreciate that the bad guy got, you know, got the upper hand at some yeah. point, you know, and this like, uh, you know, the bad guy, he's, he's got a lot of power. He's got plans in motion, but you know, he hasn't, they haven't really uh, engaged yet. Like, uh, at the high level, like they expect them to. So that's the other thing is like, <clears throat> I, I, I kind of thought that this movie would either end with his dad dying or maybe about to die mm-hmm. and we're like you know something even like bigger like that yeah whereas now the like going into the third and or or like maybe just like we get more of a sense of what the spots plan is right like he's about to make his move yeah whereas here it's like he's got all his powers now he's like all right now i'm gonna you know get spider-man but exactly <laughs> like all we're seeing is like oh he's transformed he's definitely is more powerful but like we don't have any idea what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why the, this ending threw me a, a bit of a loop. I was yeah. just like, oh, okay. Yeah, but it does make the the next movie even more you know interesting to watch. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, boy, anything else you can think of that you maybe would want to hit on before we? You know, I thought there was like a, a when Gwen was trying to stop uh, Miles from saving those people, I thought there was like some sort of inconsistency. Like, why should you know that doesn't seem right? Like, why she <laughs> try to? But then they explained it later, so I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that part they at least. Exp- yeah, like I said, the only part that really left me scratching my head was like, once Dark Miles was revealed, I was like, it seems weird that um, the mom wouldn't have known instantly, <laughs> and I, I kind of still feel that way. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess. You could say, like, oh, I didn't know you took your braids out and, like, changed your hair or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It was just such a, you know, different look and sound that I was like, I think she would have noticed. She's his mom. Yeah. And the attitude probably would have given it away. This one's, like, full of life and still kind of got, you know, hope in his eyes. The other one's all, like, dour and angry. (laughs) But also, like, you know, when Aaron uh, was asking him, like, like, do you know the plan or whatever? Like at that point, he, he um, 
I think, already knew that Miles was a doppelganger, didn't he? Because it, 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 it seemed like he knew he was setting him up for the other Miles to attack him. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and maybe just, like... I, I, I didn't... I didn't know what to think. I just thought that the other Miles, like, showed up for the thing that they were supposed to do. And then he saw, like, this, you know, imposter version of him and was like, oh, what? You know, and just knocked him out. Oh, that could be. I mean, that that would make more sense, I guess. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It was, that part of the movie just felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I guess you're supposed to kind of feel that way, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, and also, for some reason, there's just, like, a gigantic thunderstorm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much across all the universes, it's like raining and thunder. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, Gwen's home world was like that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, visually the movies... Uh, yeah. You know, I will say, even though I like this visual style for these Spider-Man movies, I don't want like every other animated movie to start copying this style. Right, right. Like I, I even feel like that new Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out is kind of trying to it get that style. Like it. yeah. So I, I, I'm hoping like Pixar and everybody doesn't just go like, oh, this made a buttload of mo- money. Let's uh, let's mess it up now. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it wrong. By the way, I think um, um, this movie I, like open like larger than any other Spider-Man movie or something too. Like, like it had a like really huge opening. Damn, I didn't expect that. I mean, usually I don't expect the animated movies to compete with live actions. Sometimes they do really well though. Like. Um, I know that Mario movie too, man. It just made bucket loads. Oh yeah, yeah. Those we, kids. We bought movies, that movie. Uh, Liam watches it all the time. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. In the theaters, he loved it. Oh yeah. Let's see. Is there anything I I forgot about that you'd maybe want to touch on? I think you you touched on everything really. I feel good about it. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, so the voting round. What would you give this bad boy on a scale of one to ten? <sighs> I mean. I just watched it today, so I don't want to like right. be on that high of like you know it was such a great movie. Right. But at the same time, uh, I'll try to be realistic. I'll give it an eight point five out of ten. I was thinking almost. A, I swear to God, in my head, I was like eight point four. Okay. So yeah, I'm right. I'm right in there with you. Um, yeah, I think this was solid as hell. It, you know, I will say though, it, it's hard to judge a movie that you know is a two parter. Right. Because like. If the second part sucked, which I don't think it will, it, it could color what you think of the first part. For sure. You know? Yeah. Even, like, I don't know where I can, would compare this with the first one, because the first one's, like, really good, too, and it tells a complete story. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it is kind of hard to judge a movie that's a half a movie. Right. Makes but, sense. Yeah. I, I, it does make me want to go back and finish the first one now. So. Oh, you totally should. It, it, it's it's well worth it. Like, if you like this movie, I, you'll like the first one, too. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realize going into this that you'd only seen like, you know, a portion of that first movie. It, it, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think that'll do it for us. Um, guys, everybody watching, uh, we do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, if you will, please, uh, subscribe both to the YouTube channel and, uh, to the, uh, podcast and audio form on your podcast service of choice. I'll uh, leave us thumbs up, positive reviews. Oh, and we, we finally got our first, uh, we're over a hundred subscri- subscribers oh, no now. no way. So, All right. Uh, appreciate um, you guys. A miney, uh, a miniature milestone. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do appreciate everybody. 
Um, and um, you're not on Twitter anymore, right? Oh, no. After <laughs> Cat in a Blender, I was like, I'm getting off this thing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen Cat in a Blender yet, so I, I am still on Twitter. If you want, you can follow me at Zach Jones Live. That's at uh, Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that'll do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.